Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like chatting about all things bookish, then you're in the right place. Hi, my name is Shanice. And I'm Vina, and welcome from Connecticut! Yay! <laughs> uh, this is a very unhinged episode. We are mini tired. Episode. We are very tired. We're tired, and... Um, but the thoughts are fresh, and I feel like as an old lady, I need to do this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before we forget. So if we sound down... It's because we're exhausted. Yes. We had a very long day. So what do we... But we have tea. We, we do have tea. tea. Yeah, we have tea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First. <laughs> <laughs> what what are are we gonna go over last reds? No, because I Because this is a mini episode. And Hi guys. Was, yeah. <laughs> this was a mini episode and also we didn't know if we were gonna record or not, so we didn't have anything prepared, so This is on the fly. Yeah. I'm reading How Not to Drown in a Glass of Water. Which I just finished. By Angie Cruz, which is amazing. It comes out in September. Yeah, it's first person narrative. Mm-hmm. And like there's no other character in it except for the characters that she talks about. So, like, even though these are, like, 12 interviews, mm. she's only... T- you don't hear anybody else's voice. You only hear hers, which I think mm-hmm. is... A, I don't know. It's just amazing because, like, when you're reading this character, you feel sorry for her. You're like, wow, why is everybody being so mean to her? And then, like, throughout the episode... Uh, throughout the episode, look at this. Before the... <laughs> um, throughout the book, you learn that she's more morally gray than she gives in the beginning mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i like as it unfolds it's very like a hundred percent character driven which right. i absolutely love so this is my last read and what i will say about it is that as i was reading it i got the arc for the audiobook as well and i was like i wonder how the voice of gata is a gata yeah sounds and I'm so glad that I hopped into the audiobook because it's a whole production. Yeah. So the sessions start, you hear her getting on the train, you hear the announcer on the train. That's awesome. You hear her coming out, the steps on the on the carpet, like everything, you just hear the door closing, her sipping water, which she does a lot of yeah, in yeah, the book. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. Um, but if you guys can do the audiobook, I highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I was, me and Vina was just talking about this a while, like, earlier. And I said, I feel like the person who would play um, got up perfectly is the um, the grandmother from uh, um, One Day at a Time. Mm, never watched I just, it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the podcast <laughs> is over. <laughs> and I'm clicking and she, off, guys. she walks out. <laughs> so what are you currently reading? Oh, um... So, Angie Cruz, like, had a grip on me. And it's crazy because she did it in 200 pages, which I think is such a talent. Yes. That I'm still thinking about that book. And I attempted to pick up another book. And I'm just not focusing, I guess, enough to dive in. Because I went from that to fantasy. And I think that's too big of a jump. Maybe you should have went to poetry. Yeah. Maybe you should read Ocean Vong, Time is a Mother. Maybe I should borrow that from you. Yes. Yeah, I would love to borrow that. Yeah. We'll I know that, that uh, Julissa. Hey, Julissa. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the mini episodes, you get <laughs> shout out. Even in the mini. Uh, it's currently reading it, and I want to feel the feels, so. You're going to feel all the feels. It's such yeah, a good book. But I guess I'll tell you about the one that I tried to read. Uh, it's Vow of Thieves by Mary E. Pearson. And I read Dance of Thieves this year. Don't ask me when, because I can't remember a thing. Um, <laughs> but it's... Uh, it follows Cassie and Jace, who I think you guys remember. And they have survived and are stronger and more in love than ever. Their new life now lies before them 
the Ballengers will be outlaws no longer. But a warning mars their journey back, and they soon find themselves tangled in a web of deceit mm. woven by their greatest enemies and unlike, unlikeliest allies, a place where betrayals run deeper and more deadly than either had thought possible. God damn. It sounds good now that I'm reading it. Right. Being about to read it when we get off the phone, um, <laughs> off this podcast. No, the office is on. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm going to try to read. If not, I'll do the poetry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we drove to Connecticut. We did. Okay, we so did. do you want to talk about the first part of the day first? Uh, yeah, why not? Okay. So we got to Connecticut. It was way faster than we thought it would be. Yeah. So to waste, not waste, but to spend some time in the city, we went to Yale, one of Yale's libraries. Yeah. Turns out they have a lot of libraries. Um, but this one has books from the 1400s. And I will tell you the name. I'm so glad I grabbed this. Yeah, I didn't. I was thinking about it, and then I just walked away. I was just like, oh, um, I want to grab it, but I'm walking out the door. <laughs> so it's called, I hope I'm pro- pronouncing it right, it's Beinek? Beinek? It's B-E-I-N-E-C. How about Benek? Benek. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're throwing a spin there. Uh, I'm going to call it Benek. Benek Rare Book and Manuscript Library. Um, so when I was searching like for things for us to do, cause in my mind we had a million hours girl, to spend. Girl, yo. We had a girls. beach plan. <laughs> girls. <laughs> I'm we telling you. Plans. Like Vina's just like, we should do that. I'm like, Vina, maybe we should go to where we're Even the going. way I packed was like, she's spending a week. Yo, Vina <laughs> packed the duffel bag. I said, where the fuck you going? <laughs> she got three I outfits. Have- off it out. I had pajamas and another shirt. <laughs> I, packed, I packed like a dude. This. Uh, I know. Usually I'm like really good at packing, but this time yeah. I was just struggling so hard. Um, but yeah, one of the things that popped up when I was searching what to do here was this and Yale. So we, we did both. Yeah, we walked around Yale a little bit, not too much, because we also had to figure out like parking and stuff for mm-hmm. the hotel. So we came a little early to figure that out. But Everyone's so nice at this hotel. Like, the lady was so nice. She, like, let us have an option of what room we wanted to stay in. Which is rare. Yeah, which is rare. Like, I've stayed in hotels, and Vina has stayed in hotels, and, like, we both said it, like, we never get Mm -hmm. that option. So, she was really kind. So, it's New Haven Hotels for anyone who might come to Connecticut at some point in your life. Yeah. Um, But, yes, the library has books from the 1400s. Did I say that already? I don't know, because I'm tired. And, um... It has the very first book ever printed. In the Western. In the Western world. Um, it had the it had Audubon this, of Birds. Yo, this Audubon <laughs> of Birds. Yo, I, I took a picture of it. It's so huge, right? Oh it's gosh. probably as big as me. And I'm 4'11", right? <laughs> and I was looking at that shit. And I took a picture of so it. And I told Cass, shut the hell up. I was telling Cass, right? I said, picture this. Your high society, 19th century... Mm-hmm. And this book is on your coffee table. <laughs> did yeah, it's so big. Um, I have to say the name of the book because I remember studying and learning about. Okay, the Gutenberg Bible is the first Western book printed from type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, for such a small library, it's like pack, packs a punch. And right? it's a beautiful like view too. Yeah. Like the the it, the 
the encasing in the middle of this of the mm. library oh my god so it was really beautiful i wish we could go inside but obviously yeah yeah you touch it and it's gone yeah i was trying to read the spines and one of them was like the queen's gift book and i'm like oh <laughs> this is what this is yeah oh my god i was looking at the thing it's like conquistadors and i'm like let me get the oh. fuck out of here <laughs> Jeez, um, but yeah. But they even had Gal uh, Galileo's like first sighting yes, of the moon. Yes, I took a picture of that. Me too. That was so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Like they so had a lot cool. of cool shit there. So like, if you're ever in Yale, you know, just it's free. Bulin, just go. In. Um, just go in there. It's free. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then and then yeah, we went to a bookstore. Okay. Um, so because we went when to a me and Vina are together, we always go to a bookstore. <laughs> we do, and we went to RJ Julia. That this is one of their locations in Connecticut. We went to the one in Madison, I believe. Uh, super duper cute. Yeah, and it's bigger than I thought it was gonna be. We didn't even get to the second floor. No. Yeah, we couldn't even do it because we were um we ended up just being hungry. Yeah, and on the time crunch. And then yeah, and then Vina's yeah. like, we can go upstairs, and I'm like, girl, we gotta go. Yeah, I was like, like we're going upstairs, we're going to the beach. <laughs> She's like, we're oh, gonna we have dinner, yeah. and then we're going. Oh uh, my that's god, that she plan had out. me stressed out, guys. <laughs> I'm usually late to things, but like, uh, we made Vina, it. No, time. no, hold on, let me tell you guys. Listen. Vina runs on Dominican time. <laughs> if I ever seen a person run on Dominican time, it is Vina. Okay. Okay, what's wrong with that? I'm there when I'm there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm like, I'm kind of there when I'm there, but I'm also like, I need to be in the vicinity of the place. And yeah. like, you know, because yeah. I thought stressed we were out. in the vicinity. But I yeah. thought we could walk there and I forgot we were in fucking Connecticut. And yeah. I was like, she was like, oh, it's a 10 minute drive. I was like, how long mm -hmm. is it to walk? An hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, it does not translate. <laughs> no, not at all. I was like, what the? Uh, anyway, yes. I digress. Um, so we ended no, up getting so we went to the bookstore. Yes um i love the layout of the store they had this very beautiful chair which i took a picture of vina but is gonna have <laughs> I'm like <into> chairs <laughs> i'm in a beautiful chair now actually at the end of this trip <laughs> vina's gonna have like a album of chairs and um <laughs> that's it that's it that's all i got from the yeah. trip um so what did we pick out from the store you ask or you do not because you okay um so i was actually struggling between a memoir and a romance yes and I thought that Shanice could help me. And I couldn't. And she couldn't. <laughs> she wanted me to get both. That's, yeah. That's how you know we're bad for each other. Um, so I got the memoir because mm -hmm. I've been thinking about it for quite some time. And it's called Know My Name by Chanel, Chanel Miller. Miller. And quick, I guess, overview of it, about it. Um, so this is the Jane Doe of the Brock Turner case. And she decided to release her story. And it goes back to, like, her childhood up until the very horrible thing happened to her. Mm. Um, so it's universally acclaimed. This breathtaking memoir gives readers the privilege of knowing her, not just as Emily Doe, but as herself, the writer, the artist, the survivor, and the fighter. Mm. I'm very excited about it. Me I'm excited for it. For I you. know it's going to be a very hard read. Yeah. Like, super hard. Um, but I think it's important that I read this. That's good. What did you get? Well, I got How the Garcia Girls Lost Their Accents. And I got this because I love Julia Alvarez. I've read, like, a few of her... I've read two of her books. I have never read her. <laughs> Again, and we end the episode. Uh, anyway, I'm clicking <laughs> off. Click. Okay. So, this one is about... 
Um, uprooted from their family home in the Dominican Republic, the four Garcia sisters, Carla, Sandra, Yolanda, and Sofia, arrive in New York City in 1960 to find a life far different from the genteel existence of maids, manicures, and extended family they left behind. What they have lost and what they find is relevant in the 15 in interconnected stories that make up this exquisite novel from one of the premier novelists of our time. I did not know it was connected by 15 stories. I did not either. That is so interesting because mm -hmm. I just read a book by that book, How to Be Eaten, and that was connected by like a few stories. Oh. So I'm really interested to see how this book works. Um, mm -hmm. I've read Julia Alvarez's poetry mm -hmm. and it was kind of consistent. Like some some poets do like themes and like different things that will keep coming up in their work. Um, but like she one of the theme one of the like consistent things that she did in her poetry was that each like each poem was the same length mm -hmm. it looked the same so from start to finish the book looked the same mm -hmm. and it was like a lot about trees and stuff like that but mm -hmm. what interests me the most about alvarez is that her family were refugees mm -hmm. so they were like a, a, a part of the resistance and then they had to flee to america and i don't know i just find that time so interesting because um it's a time that my grandmother won't talk about. So mm. I'm very interested. Like my grandmother talks, like doesn't talk bad about Tohidro, which I think is really, it like says more. That says a lot. That says so much about like the trauma that was done because he died when she was 16. Mm. And she says like, oh, I remember when he died. Of but course. like, I'm just like, I would mm. ask her questions around, kind of around it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like, she never says anything like, mm. you know, she just tells me, oh, we had to have a picture of him, you know, it had to be on the wall and, wow. and things like that. And, you know, my grandmother was both my 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 grandfather was like, oh, he, they were, you know, my grandmother, and my grandfather were farmers. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. my grandmother, like <clears throat> my grandmother, like sold like the, I'm talking about my great grandparents. They had a farm and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, my my grandmother would tell me stories about how, like, it would be like her and her four sisters sharing a bed mm -hmm. and like how each of the older sisters took care of the younger sisters. And like how my youngest aunt, who one of my younger aunts, who my grandmother took care of, was going to die, mm. and this is how fucked up it was. Like back right. in that day, right? right. My gra my great grandmother was like, "Let her die. It's fine," mm. you know. And my grandmother like nursed her back to health, and Jeez. like, um, yeah. But my family's really close. Like, um, and when my grand my great grandmother got sick with Alzheimer's, like they all took care of her. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what I mm -hmm. it's very much like I have my grandmother has. 10 sisters and two brothers mm -hmm. and they're very close all of them so i don't know i just you know yeah yeah, yeah. and like it, it's so funny too because my youngest aunt is the same age as my dad huh my my youngest great aunt is okay. like my dad's age wow yeah Jeez. yeah Okay, I want you to read this book and let me know how it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I it. loved the, um, In the Time of the Butterflies. Like, I thought it was a... I feel like I've read that, but I don't remember if I did. Well, anyway. I have to read it. Moving on. Yes. So we went to... After that, we went to get a food. Oh, we should give the credit to the bookseller for oh, yes. giving us that option. Oh, it was my delicious. I love her because she did that for me. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Um, so we asked her for where to eat, and she gave us an Italian or a dumpling place. And you say dumplings, and I'm there. So I we left went. my tea in the car. Oh, that is tragic. Damn. It's so good. It so is. Good. Okay. We I went had, to this place called Steamed. Steamed. Yeah, yeah, that's the name. <laughs> 
It was delicious. It was so good. We and were, <laughs> go, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, we were like, oh, we're going to save some for later. I was going to save the same thing. <laughs> and we're going to put it in a bag and take it to the hotel. We ate all of it. Yeah. Like, right so we ordered this platter of like 16 dumplings. Like just to try everything. And I was just like, yo, everything is fucking like we Delish. bust that. It was bussing, bussing, guys. Like it yes. was so good. And I they had bubble tea. Yeah. I should have mm-hmm. got one, but then I didn't want my stomach to hurt. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. Highly recommend. Yes. So good. Uh, then from there, we took the drive to the location of the event. Did we tell everyone that we went to an event? No. This is the first time they hear of it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fever dream. Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so the main reason we came to Connecticut was for the Taylor Jenkins Read Book Lunch. Yes. Hosted by the bookstore that we visited. Um, and where to begin? Where to begin? Well, I want to begin at... I didn't get my question answered. That's like the end, though. Sis. Oh, sorry. Okay, God so where damn. to begin? Okay. Where to begin? Um, so we 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 got there early. <laughs> thank God, yeah. because Vino. If it was up to Vino, we would have stopped at the beach. No, no, this is true. This <laughs> is true. So we got there early. Um, you know, they had two lines, very COVID safe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everyone was wearing masks. Yeah, everybody was wearing masks. There was no like somebody not wearing a mask, which right. I really appreciated. Yeah. Only when the um, I want to say conductor. It's not the moderator. Con- the moderator. Yeah. Um, when when she was about to start interviewing TJR, that's when they took their took mask. off took off mm-hmm. their mask. But other than that, like when she went back to signing books, like they like everything was just very respectful, right, which I right. always appreciate. And we should mention, like it was almost canceled because yeah. the TJR got COVID. Yes. Um, we didn't know when she had COVID, but thankfully she's negative now and. It wasn't canceled because the one in New York was. Yeah. And we almost went to the one in New York. Well, and let, let me, I just want to credit her, like mm. her... Transparent? Not not transparency. Well, yeah, I want to credit her transparency, <laughs> but also I want to credit her dedication, right? Mm. Because, like, she canceled the event with The Strand. Yes. And then she went to The Strand today... And she signed books. And then she signed books with three other bookstores mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And then came to Connecticut <laughs> and signed more books. Like, yeah. you know, she canceled the event, but she still, like, did that. And I think that's just such a tribute to, like, how like how she cares about her fans, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I, I really yeah. just want to say that, yeah, like, definitely. more than anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the the questions were... In a sense, broad, but she made them matter. Yeah. Is what I got from it. Um, It was a lot about her process and how fame is something that she's been interested in since she was a kid, which I thought was interesting. Um, Isn't she from Connecticut? Did she say Connecticut? No, she's from Maryland and Massachusetts. Massachusetts, okay. I want to say Massachusetts, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, what questions did you... Stick, stuck out to you that were asked um i think what what stuck out to me the most was uh how she like the moderator was asking the question of like um about women about how mm-hmm. she writes women mm-hmm. and i think that um the way that she wrote carrie soto it, it's like very unapologetically Mm. and so she says that she's just like i wanted to make people uncomfortable like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know she said the first draft of the book Mm. um she sent it to her manager and Mm. her manager was like 
wow, she really is a, you know, a bitch. Because mm -hmm. the original title of the book was The Bitch is Back. Mm -hmm. And um, he says, wow, she really is a bitch. And it made him uncomfortable. Like, right. And she was kind of saying how, like, in life she cares about what people think. Mm -hmm. Like, how she is portrayed to other people. Mm -hmm. And with Carrie Soto, she was able to, like live vicariously through mm -hmm. being in a in a in a woman's position that didn't care what people thought yeah didn't care like if she made <clears throat> if she made people uncomfortable mm -hmm. with her success right. you know and right. it's a very unapologetic success and yeah. i you know and she says like in very in general like women feel like she said like if her her husband and her like could switch mm -hmm. you know I they wouldn't have yeah they wouldn't have the same thoughts right yeah. like because women are more like what they look like mm -hmm. you know like care about what they like have i gained weight is my nails done is yeah. my hair done is like so do i look show up with like a cap and yeah. sneakers and nobody look cares. at adam sandler he dresses in and selena gomez next to him was that the, the yeah. instance yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. like you know and you know she said people are going to be like, oh, you care about that? And she's like, mm. no, you care about that. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's kind of mm -hmm. like... One one more thing that stuck out to me right. was that when she said how um, she wants to... She writes these characters mm. that are realistic, right, right? To show, like, even though these were decades apart, there's like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, mm -hmm. the world has not changed as much as they want mm -hmm. to say that they have. And I think that's such a statement because yeah. me and Vina was talking over dinner, a late dinner, um, <laughs> that, you know, it's gotten better in some ways and mm -hmm. it's gotten worse in other ways. And I, I think, like, when we're talking about those when we have those conversations it just makes it real that we have not changed that much you know mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. and i'm glad that she compared this to the situation with the olympics um with simone biles yes and the other athlete yeah. and it shows so much not only like how she broke her ankle how yeah like that was the, the pressure that we put on ourselves mm -hmm. but also like society makes it okay for us to put this pressure on ourselves yeah um, everyone commended her for what she did, but that should have never been okay. Yeah. It should have been like, you're hurt, let's take you out. Yeah. It's no, let's win and let's not pay attention to what's actually happening to your body, which is just horrible. Right. Um, I did appreciate the questions from the audience, but I guess we should go back and, because we mentioned on, on Instagram that we're going to discuss what we thought about um how the latinx community is feeling about this book yes and it's definitely an important thing that we have to bring up because we are latinx yeah um and, and to have these conversations are important to say sure. like you were wrong for something in my opinion and i want to say this like these are our opinions mm -hmm. right They're, they don't like reflect over like I speak for every person that mm -hmm. is is brown Latinx, mm -hmm. you know, you know, um, anything, right? Right. But and our opinions can be different, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna shut you out just because your opinion is different, just right. because you like something and mm -hmm. I don't like it. Like I'm of never course. gonna. And me and Vina were talking about this. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never gonna judge you and be like, yeah. oh, what you said, I'm gonna cancel you because we're both friends. Right. And, like, we love this podcast, and mm -hmm. we, I think of, like, all of our listeners as friends, so, yeah. like, I want you guys to, like, listen to our opinions and, like, not, like, mm -hmm. you know, make it more than, I don't know, like. I, I guess cancel culture is what comes to mind to me. Like, yeah. we, we might have these opinions, but 
you have to see where we're coming from as well because unlike a lot of people who are making these really grand statements online they haven't read the book yes and a, lo and a makes, lot of them say that yeah. they have not read the book and i, I feel like it makes a difference yeah it and does. we're not we're not saying oh go pick up this book because you don't have to read if it if you don't want to yeah if you're triggered by that like don't at all um but i at least read it without any of the <laughs> tiktok talk like right. in my head and i and read, it, read with it, it with so like you're getting so you're getting so many different mm -hmm. opinions about this book in different mm -hmm. times right mm -hmm. so vina read this book when she wasn't affected mm -hmm. by it. she didn't have any outside she just read the book right. we had already purchased these tickets to go see the event right this was before anything had right. happened right so i guess from my end i'll tell you like how i felt while i was reading it to me it felt like an author writing a book about a woman and I, I never thought of the culture behind it, of like, are you representing? I, I had a problem with the Spanish, like, that's a fact. And we still haven't compared the, the arc to the finished. But to me, the story is about a woman trying to, like, come back from, ten, from tennis and, like, succeed in tennis. And that's the story. Like, that's it. And then I'm seeing, like, the comments online, and it's like, oh, how can you tell our stories but i don't feel like she's telling a latinx story i think she's t talking about a woman's story right and i feel like that's the disconnect that i'm seeing is like you're not you're taking the context out of the equation and you shouldn't right because if we compare the context of american dirt with carrie soto they're completely different things. they're completely different and i feel like it's harmful to compare these two books this way because one is dealing with trauma that a woman should not be writing about because she has no place in it. Yes. And one has, I want to succeed in my sport. Yeah. And this is how I did it. Right. And I really didn't see anything negative in that side. Right. And my mm -hmm. perspective, and this has some to do with, like, I read it while I was listening to all the, you know, rah, rah, rah about mm -hmm. all the stuff that was going on about, mm -hmm. like, how, um, you know... There's so many other people that could be telling stories about, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I understand mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I feel that, like, as a writer, that... And I and I compare this to a bunch of different things, right? If, mm -hmm. if you're an artist and you're drawing a, a table full of people, mm -hmm. those people are going to reflect what you see in the world. Yeah. They're going to be brown people. They're going to be black people. They're going to be white people. Mm -hmm. And the artist might be white, mm -hmm. but does that mean that they shouldn't be like drawing things that reflect what they see? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I feel that if you're not being harmful to a community, mm -hmm. then you can write from another, like from another, like you can have characters that are, and you don't have to agree with me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to agree with me. And that's the thing, like when you're a writer, the best thing about being a writer is that you can be things that you're not. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I can be a scientist as a as a writer. I can mm -hmm. be a white person as a mm -hmm. writer. I'm not white in real life. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm bi I'm a biracial person, mm -hmm. but and my mother's biracial. I, I you know, whatever. I don't identify as being a mm -hmm. white person. I'm, mm -hmm. When I go on the street, I'm brown, you know, right. but, you know, I can be a lot of things when mm -hmm. I'm writing. Mm -hmm. I just thought of something. No, go ahead. So 
there's another drama on TikTok. There's so much drama on TikTok. Yeah, there is. And, it, you know... But there's one that comes to mind now when you, as you're speaking because there's a white author who wrote a book series called The Hoodlums. Oh, yeah. That's harmful. That is... That is you're the not even from thing. the fucking hood and you write in the hoodlum series? Like... That is the most harmful thing you can yeah. do. But again, it's like comparing... Apples and oranges. <laughs> yeah, like... They're both fruit. <laughs> but they're different fruit. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Like, exactly. You're like, so what I what I want to say is that TJR. Oh, so as a writer, like you mm -hmm. can do all these things, and like even TGR said it when she was saying, you know, with Carrie Soda, I got to be things that I wasn't. I got mm -hmm. to be more unapologetically, mm -hmm. like you know, saying things and mm -hmm. saying how it is, and mm -hmm. that's what it is to be a writer. Mm -hmm. And I can only sit from a seat and say you know when i write a character there they take their own wheel and they mm -hmm. like become their own people and that's it like mm -hmm. i sometimes i don't even have say of like what they are you know right um when a writer is taking a community's trauma and mm -hmm. then profiting over that Oof. that's what i have a problem with yeah when we take american dirt when we take the hoodlum series when we take those things and you're writing about things that you don't know Mm -hmm. And you know that that's what I have a problem with. Mm -hmm. TJR Spanish, I had a problem with. I don't think that there should have been as much Spanish mm -hmm. in it. T, uh, TJR wrote from the perspective of mm -hmm. you know t um, Carrie Soto, yeah, and she was she was white, right? Like to me, white when passing. I read it, she was white passing. Yes, mm -hmm. she was white. She was from South America, but mm -hmm. just because you're mm -hmm. from South America doesn't mean that you, or you speak Spanish, that doesn't mean that you're not white. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you're not black. That's mm -hmm. Afro-Latino. That's, you know, you're white. You're white. You're, you're white. You're white is white, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're white European. You're white Italian. You're black Italian. Like, mm -hmm. race is so different. And mm -hmm. I was telling V this earlier, too. Like, in DR, you, like, we're brown here. In DR, we're white, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, like, race depends on, like, and in America is different, you yeah. know? So, and, and and I'm speaking from somebody who has spent some time in DR. You've mm -hmm. lived in DR. I have, yeah. You know, yeah. so... I don't know. Just take yeah, that. Yeah, people used to call me Rubia in the art, <laughs> which is like, you know, blonde. And I'm, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but to them, I was. Um, okay, so. So uh, what I want to say basically is mm -hmm. like this story was about a woman mm -hmm. succeeding in tennis. being Nobody didn't it. like her because she was Argentinian. Mm -hmm. They didn't like her because she was not a likable character. Mm -hmm. She was a bitch. <laughs> She was. And I'm glad you say that word because there's another point I wanted to make. Yeah, they called her bitch in the and I use the word bitch all the time. Yeah. And I take yeah. that power back. Yeah. And that's just my choice. You yeah. could whatever yeah. what yeah. is whatever. I be calling you bitch all the time. <laughs> I may not do it on the podcast all the in time. Your mind. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know, and it's it's not like that's just to me. Like I just right. be like, bitch, girl, what you yeah. doing? You know? Yeah. And yeah. um yeah, so I understand how that word can be harmful. It as can. Well. Um, so another bit that doesn't make it any better for TJR, but I believe the Spain publisher decided to change the title of the book from to the original title to the to what we found out tonight is the original title. Um, so when I saw the TikTok, I had no idea, but they translated Carrie Soto is back to Carrie Soto la perra. Regreso, which is Carrie Soto, the bitch, is back. People saw just that. And without reading the book, they took it as um, 
the white publishing world calling Latinx people perras. Yeah. Um, and again, the context is lost completely. And it makes me <laughs> so upset. And I shouldn't because it's just, you know, it's not important. But yeah. it makes me upset because if you had just read the book, you would understand why. And it's insane because it's male reporters calling Carrie this. Yeah. And it's not a plot point, I guess, in the book, but it's very important to her story. Like, this is why she is the way she is and why she's so mean. It's like the world has been cruel to her. Right? Yeah, I guess. They've been, like... Really tough on her. Yeah. In the media. Um, so, yeah. So, that came out. And then tonight we learned that that was actually the original title yeah. so it's not like it's coming out of thin air and people are just like oh this is clickbait it's like part of the story yeah and you know it like i said at the end of the day this book was about a woman who happens to be argentinian mm. writing about a like being in a in tennis mm -hmm. and being the best and getting criticized for being the best yeah and yeah that's it yeah. And I'm not saving TGR. TJR, you're a writer, you know, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to choose to write what you write. Like, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, and nobody needs to save anybody. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, that's, that's also what I don't, like, generally don't respect. Mm -hmm. When people are judging a book based off of what other people are saying or like basically over a cover it's kind of it kind of reminds me of like conservatives banning books mm -hmm. based on what they hear and mm -hmm. you know we mm -hmm. were talking well during the, the the conversation of like you know um and this is not going back to like her being argentinian this is about mm -hmm. the book itself right yeah. carrie soto makes people uncomfortable right 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 as a writer you want to make people uncomfortable you want to make people think mm -hmm. if you were not if like and then people are getting criticized for doing that mm. you like being a writer that's what you're supposed to do if mm. we if you didn't if writers didn't make people uncomfortable we wouldn't have writers like writing orange is the new um, orange is the black um <laughs> clockwork orange which mm -hmm. i didn't read it made me uncomfortable mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's not a good book and mm -hmm. that doesn't mean because you like the book or mm -hmm. maybe vina i don't know if vina liked the book did you read the book I've okay never it's, read it. I don't plan to, to me it's <laughs> uncomfortable like i okay. was uncomfortable reading it okay. but if somebody's like yo this is the best book i ever read like uh -huh, i learned x uh -huh, y and z uh -huh. i get it okay right, right the catcher in the rye i love that book vina did not love I that book not. it made <laughs> it made me uncomfortable like this mm -hmm. teenage kid like cursing and all that stuff mm -hmm. like my you, I read it in high school, so like take that with a grain of salt. Right. And um, you know, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, like those books made people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's why they are banned books. Mm -hmm. So like when you have an author that is making people uncomfortable, you're doing something right mm -hmm. to me personally. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. But and I'm not saying that in like in the the Latinx talk. I'm saying that in general, like Carrie Soda makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. That's why I really I really liked her, and yeah. and I liked her so much as a person because she was just like, mm -hmm. she, I told her she needed to get better at tennis. Like, <laughs> am I wrong? And I'm that type of person too. Oh Vina can tell God. you. No, yeah, that's I'm, why I think she's a Capricorn. But <laughs> be, I am such that person. I'm yeah. like, was I wrong though? And yeah. they're like, yeah, but you shouldn't have called her this. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but was I wrong? You wasn't wrong, pero, <laughs> you know. Indeed, indeed. Um, Which I also forgot. Um, Soto is actually my mom's 
real last name. I love that you told me that. Yeah, That's I forgot so to cool. tell Vina this. So, like, my mom's maiden name, well, not maiden name, but, like, the name that she took from her dad, yeah. which she never really spoke to. So she thought he was Indian, like, from India. Mm-hmm. And he just was, like, Indian, Puerto Rican. Like, he mm-hmm. was, like, um, I, I think he was, like, probably, like, Native American or something. He had, like, long hair and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so she had for, like, the, I think for, like, 16, 15 years. Mm-hmm. No, 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 probably less than that. Like, I want to say, like, 12 or 13 years, her last name was Soto. And then she changed it to Camacho. Mm-hmm. And then she changed it to Cruz. And then back to Camacho. And then, <laughs> then to Bassett. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was cool because, like, when I saw when I saw Carrie Soto's back, I didn't think about it because for a long time I didn't know that oh, my mom's last name was Soto for a period of time mm-hmm. until like my stepdad um, gave me a suitcase and like I saw the documents of Soto on her mm-hmm. la- on her name and I was like, so oh my, cool. like in elementary school it's like um, Natalie Soto, uh-huh. you know, like perfect uh-huh. attendance and shit because she used to get perfect attendance. Cute. Yeah. So, full disclosure, Shanice had a beautiful question prepared. I we did. We wanted to hear her. Um, so, KJR. you guys, I'm going to stop. I'm going to tell you guys yeah, my question. Yeah, share the question. Yeah. So, we wanted her to speak on Latinx yeah. representation in her book. Um, but strangely enough, even though you were the first one to raise your hand, they did not call you. They did and, not. And um, we kept raising, well, Shanice kept raising her hand. And even somebody from the audience, like, Noticed. she was in the back. And she yeah. said, I can't believe they didn't call your name. Like, you're, you were first, like, you know? Yeah. So anyway, my question was, um, I was going to tell her, like, I was going to compliment her because I did enjoy Carrie Soto, mm-hmm. even though, like, I was reading it in, in relation to all the stuff that was going on and it made mm-hmm. me not enjoy the read, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But once I put all the stuff down, I ended up enjoying it. it. It like I said, it's not my favorite TJR book, but like her, the character that was created was amazing out of mm-hmm. it. You know. So anyway, mm-hmm. I give credit where credit is due. <laughs> Spanish girl, throw that shit away. Don't even try it again. Um, but I said I've seen some questioning in the Latinx community about your choice of making Carrie um, Carrie Latinx. How do you feel, or rather, what kind of response do you have about that? I really wanted to know, like, what was the thought process behind making Carrie Soto mm-hmm. Argentinian? Yeah. You know? Which I think would have been amazing if they I think it would have tied everything. It would have made the event, like, yeah. like, a 10 out of 10 for me. It was, like, it was more focused on, like, woman power, which is... When I read her books, mm-hmm. that's the main focus that I... When I read her book, that is yeah. what I come out thinking about. Yeah. Like, I feel empowered as a woman. Like, mm-hmm. not that I'm black or, mm-hmm. you know, Latinx or anything like that. I just feel empowered as a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I did have my feelings about, um, you know, um, feeling like... I guess, like, because she said that she was in a place of privilege, that mm-hmm. she feels like... It's kind of like her job to write diverse characters. And I don't feel like you should force yourself to write something because you're in a place of privilege. Write Mm -hmm. what you want to write. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like she would have had she had like really good answers for everything. It wasn't like the uh, was the other event you went to. Uh, It was for Hania Yanigarahara. Yeah. And when she was asked that question. Who wrote a, A Little Life and To Paradise. Um, yeah, I know that TJR has addressed it before, but I feel like it was so long ago that maybe it needs to be revisited. Yeah. In any interview. Yeah. I hope somebody asks this question. Yeah, me too. I'm going to be searching for it. I really want to know what her, mm-hmm. what her, um, her answer to it. And I want to see it live. Yeah. 
Because that's I what I wanted to see. I wanted to see it live, like her. But like mm-hmm. the, I don't know. I still respect her as a writer. Like she's a, I mm-hmm. think she's a really great writer. Super and talented. you don't have to like her. <laughs> like you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like, like mm-hmm. I'm going to love you as a listener if you don't like TGR yeah. or if you do like her. Or, or if you decide to never pick her up. Or you decide totally to never okay. pick her up and you think all these things. Like that's mm-hmm. fine. Like mm-hmm. I'm never going to judge you for what mm-hmm. you want or what you don't want to read. Yeah, I agree. But we were excited because we are longtime fans of TJR. Yeah. And so, like, when we found out Carrie Soto um, is back, was dropping, we needed to come to this event before all the stuff happening on, mm-hmm. like, you know, TikTok mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to enjoy the event, even if, like, all this stuff is going on and we wanted to talk about it because right. we're both Latinx, right. you know? Right, right. Um, and you kind of got to see what our thoughts were as different um different places as we read it and then different mm-hmm. point of views mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. vina and you have to think about that too De, um vina is somebody who grew up in dominican republic mm-hmm. i'm somebody who's latinx and i'm a writer right. and i don't uh, you know like a, another latinx writer may feel like mm-hmm. oh you know that's not your place to even have that as a character but i feel like uh, i don't know i feel like a, a general sense of writers is like you're a writer. That's your mm-hmm. job. You're going to mm-hmm. write like mm-hmm. what you see. Right. Uh, another point I wanted to bring up, which I forgot, um, is I know that the broader point that TikTok was trying to make is like move aside so that a Latinx author could come in. And while I've seen changes in what is published, yeah. I feel like the core and the big guy whoever's in the big seat is still white and is going to remain white for a very long time and i know it's tough to hear that but i feel like if we're realistic about it that's how it is um like from my side of things i ever since i started college i've watched the publishing world and been in it and it hasn't changed Mm -hmm. And I'm very old now. <laughs> so I've, I've watched it from the side. I've watched it from inside. And I'm still in it with the bookstore. And as I see, like, the drama with Barnes & Noble and how they were going to stop uh, stocking mm-hmm. uh, certain books that most of the minority writers are going to be um, writing. So most of the books that are going to be affected are from minority writers. And this is happening like right now like we're not seeing seeing changes for the better you know even from a huge corporation like barnes and noble and that's the things that we need to be upset about yeah and which which they are on tiktok but they're aiming in a way that i don't think it's gonna be effective productive productive yeah at all um what are they aiming i'm interested i haven't been on tiktok for no like aiming at tjr or like yeah authors like they only have this much control. It's more the publishers in yeah. the big C. Um, so, even the title of the Spanish version of uh, Carrie Soto is not in her hands. It's in the publisher's hands. And these are like lifetime jobs. They retire and they never leave these these places of power. So, yeah, it's kind of like America. Like no matter what you. I don't know, it's like, no matter how much you fight sometimes, it's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not in a in a seat of control, regardless yeah. of, like, yeah. how much change you want to make. Yeah. Like, the government is kind of, I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist, guys, like, don't, <laughs> all right, don't If you me. can't tell. If you can't tell, but, like, kind of, like, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you 
want the government is going to do what they want to do right you know and that goes for all the stuff like we, we should still fight and yeah. try but like it's just you, a very hard place to budge like even if you go back into like the like a conspiracy theory but if you even if you go back to tojito who uh-huh. was supplying the guns and stuff like that uh-huh. america uh-huh. You know, they knew what was going on with the Haitians and they just right. was letting it rock. And right. the, they and that was and you think about the the effect that had on like mm-hmm. our trauma, like trauma is mm-hmm. embedded in our DNA, mm-hmm. like the trauma from my grandmother and my, you know, my great grandmother, my grandmother, and my mom. And, you. you know, yeah, it passes yeah. on to you. Yeah. So I don't know. It's anyway, mm-hmm. we had a really good time. We did. And the we event did. was really good. The questions that were ans- asked and answered was really good. Mm-hmm. And it was more about being a woman woman power mm-hmm. it was more about that in the process of writing carrie soto and the right. process of like it just writing women in fame in general and so that was the questions that were mm-hmm. an- asked and answered and uh, oh if any tjr fans are listening <laughs> yeah um she is not writing a book currently she's taking a break and i found that topic that she was like oh i i need to take a step back and her family was like you you're really yeah. like too obsessed on this and like you need to take a step back um which is an important thing to bring up because so so many of us are like job 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 yeah productive 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 and like you if you're not being productive you're not you're not doing it, it doesn't equal like life value and mm-hmm. that like that's just the capitalistic um you know side and if you look in europe and stuff like mm-hmm. they're way they have a better quality of life than us like yeah what the fuck and we're just out here just dude i feel struggling. guilty when i don't do when yeah. i'm not working and that's capitalism that's so yeah. bad yeah <laughs> i guess that's it guys yeah we'll come it. back with a more <laughs> more less i don't even know what i'm saying um an organized episode next time. <laughs> yeah, this is a very unhinged episode, like I said. It's midnight, and we're just like... And we've been up since, like... Vina hasn't slept since Arizona. <laughs> years! It's taking me years to fall asleep. Okay, we love you, and we talk to you later. Bye!